0: Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. Psych, I'm not really here. Wait, what? Well, you know, my mom and sister and niece are gone to Pagosa Springs and invited me, so I was out of here. Wait a minute. You're right. I don't don't see what... Well, what am I going to do? Uh... I don't know. You'll figure something out. Well, I need to find somebody to be my partner in crime. We are being saved by the one and only Mike Sokol, who is back again with... I shouldn't say us because it's just you and I. We are unsupervised. No adults in the room. Ah, that's <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> oh man. Well, welcome back, Mike. We're going to talk about making connections. Starting things out, I I've been seeing a lot of people make, trying to make connections in putting solar systems and batteries in their RVs and running up against headaches.
1: Yeah, there there's there's quite a few things that can go wrong with that. Um the thing that amazes me is that somebody that doesn't know how to run a meter or understand what volts or amps are, think that they're just going to slap some solar panels on the roof and just plug it in and it's going to work. Yeah. So that. I can tell you at least one thing that I know does not work because of an oh, improper connection. That? Many of these RVs that you could get, that you can get now, had like, what is it, a ZAMP connector on the outside, and it says solar ready. Yeah. So if you go look on the inside, there is no solar charge controller. There's just a wire hanging there. And what these guys have done is just hooked it onto their battery, plugged in some solar panels, and it will charge successfully in many cases. But there's no way for it to limit the current if you're, when your batteries reach full charge. I had one guy boil out his um, oh. lead-acid batteries in about two weeks. Oh boy, that because yeah, that he didn't understand it. Well, the wires there—they said I was solar ready, and actually, I said, <laughs> what they really mean is you're ready to spend more money on some sort of a, of a charge controller. So don't do that.
0: That's why we have just been advocating people: if you're solar curious, or you're looking to upgrade your system, or you want to figure out what batteries and what solar system and all of that, we just really like abc upfitters and so i always recommend you give scott and his crew a call and they can walk you through answer your questions and and get you dialed in they did a really neat van install last week that they shared pictures of and i was i was really impressed how they hid these really high performance systems uh, they use all master bolt components and you know, that's from the marine industry, so when you're out on the ocean, there's a pretty low tolerance for failure. So it's good stuff right. and, and we always recommend that you call ABC upfitters and just ask questions. That that's what it's all about.
1: Right. And marine grade stuff is just so far superior than some of the consumer stuff. So we all, we have a saying in the, in the pro sound industry and also a lot of other industries, you say, buy once, cry once. Oh, Get it yeah. done, buy the best thing you could possibly afford. The most expensive tool is a cheap tool because you have to keep buying it over and over again in the same way with, with a solar install.
0: That's really a good analogy. The most expensive tool is the cheapest one. A,
1: che- a cheap tool, right. The most expensive tool is, a cheap, is the cheapest tool in the long run, a cheap tool You'll be replacing all the time. But if you want to keep this stuff, you buy the best grade that you can get. And, you know, a lot of people just say that um, I'm just trying to get you to spend more money. And I'm not. I'm trying to get you to spend less money and have less and, breakdowns.
0: And enjoy stressless camping.
1: And enjoy stressless camping. Well, that's what we're
0: talking about this week is making connections. Son of a gun. How
1: That was just a random
0: it's, thing. I think you have ESPN.
1: something like that i used to do sound (laughs) for espn so there you go (laughs) there you go
0: so mike if you don't know is the rv electricity guru everybody who thinks electricity in rvs tends to turn to mike because he just has years of experience and really understands these systems and so i thought i would have mike on this week because i've seen a lot of people lately with melted plugs oh yes why
1: well okay so here, so there's there's a there's a couple of different reasons for this, a couple of possibilities. First off, if you look at a 30 amp pl- plug that you would have on the side of your RV, everybody thinks that that's can draw a whole lot of current, but in reality, it's only 50 percent more than your wall outlet in your house. So in you know, your wall outlet, it's about 2,400 watts worth of power. So uh, that would be your 20 amps times 120 volts is 2,400. Your 30 amp is still 120 volts. So it's uh, 30 amps times 120 volts is 3,600 watts. So now you're going to be tending to run up to that, the edge of that a lot closer. So everything has to be perfect for it to work. Now, one of the biggest fails that I've seen is on the twist lock side, the L connector, you know, that goes into the side of your RV. Some RV newbies, maybe old, old, old bees, doobies, old bees. Um, they, they don't realize that the name, the name of this tells you what you've got to do. You push it in, you've got to twist it to lock it. If you don't twist it to lock it, that extra eighth of an inch, it doesn't make full connection. And if you don't have full connection, it tends to overheat and melt down. And then the second part of it is the locking ring on the outside has got to be spun on to snug this up because if you don't do that, the cable is heavy and it kind of pulls the thing sideways and it distorts the contacts, makes less connection and overheats and melts down.
0: Yeah. Which is super bad. That could cause <coughs> fires. And-
1: oh, oh, it does. It does. And then the third thing is those really should be cleaned Occasionally, I I think at least once a season, and 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 some people, you know, when those poor short power cords, they live a sad life. You know, they're out in the weather all the time, (laughs) and especially if you don't have that locking ring on there, that's the only thing that's trying to keep water out of there. Now they're not completely waterproof; they're you know water you know watertight. They're waterproof, Um, but I highly recommend a product called Deoxit. D e o x i t d Ox it right now. It's not cheap, and a little can, it's like fifteen bucks. But you want the D five, as in um, dumb five. Can I say that? Whatever. I guess so. Dumb five, right? D five, and that is because there's all versions of of um, this these cleaners. One is they have the F version has a big lubricant in it. It's for mix. It's faders on mixing boards, right? And then oh. the the G one has gold plating in it. And it's for the gold-plated contacts. Now, I use deoxid on million-dollar mixing consoles. And when I say something is a million dollars, I am not exaggerating in any way, shape, or form. That's what these big consoles cost. I'm not going to use anything that's going to harm them. That really is the best stuff on the planet. It just it only takes a little spritz. Just a ch ch You don't have to soak it. You just spritz it. And the same way I think... Over on the other campsite side, when you're plugging into that 30 amp connector, that thing's probably worn out. A lot of people have been there before you, and they've probably disconnected it under power. And when you do that, it makes big arcs. You've seen that, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yeah. I have. Well, here's how we do it. I don't even back into the campsite. I take my Hughes Power Watchdog and plug it in, turn on the power. And if I get the white dog, I back in. If I don't get the white dog, which the white dog means everything is cool, oh, the red dokey. dog means something's not right, correct. and it'll tell you. So then, if I get the white dog, I back in, turn off the power again, plug everything in, and then turn the power back on.
1: That's correct. And what this does is it saves you an awful lot of frustration because I've seen people what they do is they cut, they pull their up their rig up to the campsite, they go back this thing in. The husband and wife are having a rather vociferous <laughs> discussion. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've seen some of the most petite little wives with the most foul sailor mouths that I've ever heard screaming back and forth to the husband about this way. I didn't say this way. I meant the other way. And the was screaming at her. And I'm going, God, there's going to be a divorce divorce yeah. right here, back in that trailer. in. And then what you'll do is you'll level it out and then you'll hook up the water and then you'll get the awning out. And then, the, you know, you all of a sudden, oh, now we got to hook up the power. And you're already invested into this thing. Best to know what your problem is right up front. And you can decide if you want to accept this or not. You can get the campground maintenance guy to replace a loose receptacle on it because that's one of the biggest problems. Those things get so loose. If that 30 amp thing doesn't go in firmly, it's going to overheat and melt down your plug.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what I've seen quite a bit on photos in various Facebook groups is where the that plug is plugged in. So you have the surge suppressor and then you have the cord to your trailer, or RV, right. whatever. And it's just melted and people go, oh, my surge suppressor didn't work.
1: That's not true. It doesn't detect that. It doesn't know. Now, there were there was a brand of these um, that actually did have a thermal couple that was built into the plug that would sense an overheated connection and shut down. But apparently there's so many problems with that, they they took that out of the manufacturing requirements. But, you know, if if it doesn't go in there tight, just going in and, you know, I've had people, they, they put a piece of foam rubber on it and rubber band the the box closed. That doesn't help it. It's not that it's going to fall out. It's that the the clamping arrangement inside is not making a tight connection. And so that's the number one cause, I think, of that type of connection failure, along with those things should be spritzed occasionally as well with deoxid. In fact, I think it's doing your a campsite a good deal to go in and just spritz a little bit of that inside of each slot before you plug in. Some people worry that it's going to blow up. The stuff is not doesn't appear to be Ignitable. It's. It doesn't appear to be that you're going to get shocked off of it. I would just simply turn off the breaker. Spritz, spritz, spritz. Give it 30 seconds to dry. If it feels good when you plug in, turn on the power.
0: Well, and the nice thing is, uh, it's such a small. I have that. In fact, I bought it at quartzite. Yeah. And uh, I have a bottle of that, and it's such a small little bottle that it. It's perfect for an RV yeah. toolbox. It doesn't right. take and a lot of space.
1: It doesn't take a lot of space. You know, uh, a, a a little five ounce thing of that will last you probably for years. Now, take it from a guy. When I was younger in the '80s, one of my job was completing cleaning. We built, you know, built and calibrated components for nuclear guidance systems, and the cleaning of all of these leads was super duper important. So now, you know, I look at. And I made up some really, really heavy duty cleaners that would kill you if you breathed it. Um, (laughs) Deoxid does the same sort of thing without being deadly. You don't want to just use scotch Bright on them or anything. I mean, you can if it's really, really bad, but you're just scraping off more stuff. Far better to have a regular regimen, a little spritz of deoxid, and you can actually watch the, the crud will dissolve off of it. It's pretty amazing.
0: It also really makes it easy to plug, but more importantly, unplug. It's right? a I lubricant mean, as well. It takes a, a bunch of pulling to get those darn plugs out yeah that dioxin is just a simple it's a small little device it's it's simple it just does the job
1: it really is the right stuff
0: since we've covered the 30 amp any tips for the 50 amp connectors
1: yeah okay so if you don't have a molded one um i've seen a lot of them the screws inside uh tend to loosen up after a while and so the ideal thing to use, uh, and we can't see it through the wonders of audio, but I use a uh, torque limiting screwdrivers to go in there and torque them down. You don't want to torque them too hard. Um, I've got a pretty expensive one. It's a commercial duty here in my shop. But you can get ones for um, like gunsmiths have these little kits that you can get online for like Forty bucks, fifty bucks, and look it up. There'll generally be something on the order of twenty to twenty-five inch pounds. Notice I didn't say foot pounds. Right, inch, inch pounds <laughs> of torque. Right, um, and while you're at it, you you should be also checking things like your um, this terminating screws in your your circuit board, pan, your circuit panel. Now, interestingly, at the Airstream rally. I thought I was out, out, just out in Wyoming. They were talking about one woman needed to have power for her, I guess, oxygen generating machine or whatever that she was using. And they said the power went off in the RV, and apparently they had to call in ambulance, um, do you know a bunch of um, stuff to keep her alive while they went and figured out what was going on in the RV. Oh boy. And, you know, and the guy came after the class and he said, You were talking about loose screws and transfer switches. Guess what it was? Oh. A loose screw in the transfer switch. And sadly, this woman was in very bad shape because. Mm. Of a loose screw, and I was like, "See, guys, you tighten those screws, but just don't tighten them arbitrarily, because if you do, then you can cause more damage, and it's easy to break things, especially on transfer switches." So, on um, now, what one of the things that I've threatened to do, which would be a lot of fun, I'm actually building a high amperage current tester, so I can just use um, it's a it's a twelve to one step down with a, a transformer that's rated, I think, for a, a hundred and sixty amps of current. Wow, so that's... I can, I can take, I basically can burn up anything with this. <laughs> and so, so part of what I wanted to do was go get a variety of plugs. Sometimes the molded plugs are not built very well to begin with, you know, from the factory. And I was going to put things in, into this run 30, 40, or a hundred amps whatever I want of current through this. And then I also have a rather high end FLIR camera, one of those infrared cameras uh-huh. that I could, you can actually look inside of the thing without taking it apart to see where the high temperature points are.
0: Huh, that would that would really wouldn't, be interesting.
1: Wouldn't that be as interesting as I'll get out? Now, uh, Here's let's do a, a slight segue to an article that I just published yesterday, I think, in my Substack blog. And this was on not all 50 amp outlets are created equal. There is a $8 Leviton um, outlet that you can buy, 50 amp outlets you can buy from Lowe's. And the contacts are not full width in it. It's only like 50% of the width. And what people are burning them up, they're putting them in for like Tesla chargers for, you know, their level two chargers. And these things are melting down. They and, and they and they, they said some somebody said, well, those are light duty fifty amp receptacles. And if you're gonna be doing stuff like charging an EV, you need a heavy duty fifty amp receptacle. I just kind of thought all fifty amp receptacles were the same, but yeah, uh, apparently they are not. And
0: and if you're an RV park and you're putting in a hundred of these pedestals, two bucks a piece makes a difference.
1: Do you you can get one that looks to be perfectly fine for ten bucks. When we do rock and roll shows, guess what we use? Hubble connectors. They're sixty eight bucks. Ah man, okay. That's so serious now if money. I'm and you guys know, you know, I did shows for everybody. I mean, I did stuff for you know Black Sabbath and Beyonce and Oprah and the president well, and Jimmy you know. Buffett. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, I've done Jimmy Buffett half a dozen times. Man, he is a trip. But, you know, (laughs) so in that case, if I were to use the $8 connector, and that show was shut down because that thing melted down, which it could do, do you think I would be doing any more shows? Heck no, no man, they wouldn't not. hire me because you—that idiot—burned us down, right? <laughs> Whereas, if I'm using the absolute top grade stuff, and something happens, they can look and they say, "Well, it can't be his fault. He used all the best stuff, right?" So, I'm not telling you you got to pay the sixty-eight dollars for the Hubble connector, but I, I show some of the different ones in that—you uh, know—that's the eight to ten to twelve-dollar ones. Um, and you got to remember. Um, Again, those things lead a tough life. They're outside, right, in the weather. Um, and, oh, I, I, no, I saw one a couple of years ago after a big flood. The campground just waited for everything to dry out and just turned the power back on. They didn't replace <laughs> any of the breakers. They didn't replace any of the outlets. They were under eight feet of water for days. Oh, boy. I said, well, they're all dried out now. And I went, oh. And, and something I think a lot of
0: people don't realize, uh, a 50-amp RV doesn't just have 20 more amps of power than a 30-amp RV. Right, it's it's got 70 amps more. Yeah, which may not sound like it makes sense, but...
1: And and here's why. Because you have two hot legs, what you would call line one and line two, or hot one and hot two, each one is good for 50 amps at 120 volts. So when you add them together, it is indeed capable of 100 amperes, At 120 volts, and we do a little arithmetic on our fingers, that is 12,000 watts, 12,000 watts of power, because that's really what counts is the amount of power that you have. So you can see that going from a 30 to a 50 is not just 20 amps more of juice, it's like 70 amps more of juice right
0: and you might be able to run your hair dryer and coffee maker at the same time
1: oh yeah yeah you can you can do a whole heck of a lot with on a 50 amp thing but i have some rvs some big coaches they want they want two connections you know because they want to be able to run their electric uh, clothes dryer plus you know Uh, you know, four air conditioners on the roof. I mean, four, literally. I mean, on and on and on. I'm like looking at all of this. I mean, oh, brother, this is a lot of juice. You can do this, but you got to pay the price. Yeah,
0: you'd have to have two campsites, right? I mean,
1: that's what they want. That's what they want. So, or they'll put like a twelve um, thousand watt generator or sixteen thousand, sixteen kW generator, you know, in the coach. I mean, we're talking about massive, huge things. Uh, somebody else is paying the fuel bill. So, uh, again, uh, you can do this, but it's for people with big budgets.
0: Yeah, I in fact over the weekend, or well, when we were in Santa Fe last week, I was at the Santa Fe Brewery, and boy, I had some good beers. But I also saw a band tour bus with five air conditioners. That is a first for me. I've never seen lot. five. Yeah, I was thinking, what do they like? Have a meat locker in that darn thing?
1: Well, you know, yeah, it, it it it's it's pretty crazy. But you know, I, I see these guys. They 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 have these tour buses. They paint them black. And the black black thing, you know, I just had a rental car um, out there in Salt Lake City when I went to, you know, when I flew into Salt Lake City, they gave me a black SUV. You know, I'm parked out in the middle of the desert there in Wyoming. And, you know, you, you come out to that car after it's been there soaking in the sun for six or eight hours. You can't hardly touch the car and you get inside. It must be 140 degrees in there. I mean, it feels like it's going to sear your lungs. So it's like, you know, white stuff, far better, far better. Right. But yet black tour buses look really cool. So you need more air conditioners to get rid of it. uh, You know, I, I tend to be more result driven by, you know, the design parameters. I'm trying to get something that's that doesn't soak up as much sun.
0: Yeah, it's just it makes sense.
1: Basically, sunlight so. is something on the order of what a uh, thousand watts per square meter.
0: Huh. So that's like, a, yeah, that's like having
1: yeah, like having a thousand watt space heater for every three what three and a half by three and a half foot. You've exposed ten square yeah ten square feet or so, eleven square feet of black is another. It's like having a a, a space heater in there. Yeah. For each a each big section. space heater big space heater
0: back to the cords let's say you because as you said those poor pedestals lead a tough life i've seen where people pull away and have forgotten to unplug oh and gosh they just, i don't want to ugh. laugh
1: but i laugh i just do
0: if you do manage to damage the cord and it's one of those where it's molded ends is it better to just replace the whole cord or just fix the cord
1: you know the thing to do is i would fix the cord but you know what i would do cuz i've been exp- i've been experimenting with this a lot if if i damage the cord on the side of the rv i'm just putting in a smart plug i'm just that's funny you done, must be looking done at done my notes lock. <laughs> That's yeah. in the notes. And I, and I got to tell you, so now they hired me to do a little experiment. This is slightly off the record, but it's okay because they, they've actually put it in their ads. So I actually did an experiment and I built a system that would let me cycle the inserts and pullouts on a smart plug. I ran it for 50,000 cycles in and out. Every and it was in and out every five seconds, um, with no degradation, no visible degradation, no electrical degradation after fifty thousand strokes. Fifty thousand. Wow. Now, if you do the little arithmetic, I think that works out to like two hundred ninety-one years of camping where you're plugging and unplugging once a day. And On I think the that's same RV,
0: your- I can't imagine an RV that, that plug is going to outlast the RV.
1: It does. Uh, uh, uh. You could pass it down. Put it into your will. Pass it down to your children and your grandchildren. The stuff. It, it is. It is the most incredibly tough unit. Now remember the elves, the L, um, you know, L five thirties and that. The the locking ones. Really, they came from the nineteen thirties or nineteen forties. They were really for overhead power distribution in sewing factories. So you would reach up to the the. the the little uh, trough above you, plug in your sewing machine and twist it to lock it. They were never really designed to be outside. They were never really designed to be on the side of, um, you know, horizontal on a a vertical surface. But yet NEMA, they they allowed them. And they said, sure, they're going to be fine. And they are fine if you do everything exactly right. If they're clean, you twist them to lock them. You always put the locking ring on it. I had one guy burn up his whole thing because... He didn't put the locking ring on it, and he didn't twist the lock a 50 amp. And what it did was allowed the neutral to open up and burned up a whole pile of stuff inside of his RV. Uh. And and luckily, his son was an electrical engineer. And so I I was able to talk him through some tests. And that's what we determined what was going on. And I I told the guy, I said, how come, you know, you don't lock it down? He goes, well, nobody told me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, how come you don't put the locking ring on it? He goes, well, that takes too much time.
0: Like the one that we got on our latest trailer. It's super fiddly. It's, it is.
1: It always is. The plastics
0: they used are just, you know, you're, you're. You need a smart plug. Don't you know anybody a smart plug? I think I do.
1: You need a smart plug. <laughs> I got to tell you, you click that puppy in, there's no way you can put it in wrong. There's no way it can be put in halfway. There's no way that you can forget to put on a locking ring. And the thing is built to marine grade specifications. Again, buy once, cry once, it will last forever.
0: Our friends at Techno RV have them, and uh, we have yes. a discount to the.
1: Yeah. Well, there you them, go. So there you no, go. I highly re- recommend those. They make them both 30 and 50 amp In fact, I gave away three of them, I'm uh, in the process of giving away three of them at the Airstream um, international rally that I was just at. And so one of the things I think that both you and I are going to be at the frog rally here before long, right? We Are, I've been talking to the guys that provided free giveaways for, um, for my airstream rally. And it was so successful that they said they would consider supplying free giveaways for frog for the, for you guys that don't know forest river owners group.
0: Correct. Yeah. And, um, also the people at abc upfitters are offering a discount if you come in around frog so yeah lots of re- and plus at six o'clock there's going to be the mike oh. and tony show or wait what are we calling it the six o'clock six, six, six,
1: six, six o'clock rap six
0: o'clock oh gosh how could i yeah. forget that
1: can, and we're going to dress up like rappers
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so every have my black,
1: day. I'm going my bas- ba- baseball cap on backwards, you know, and I'm going to have the oh, wraparound man. sunglasses. Lots of gold chains.
0: With dollar so, signs?
1: Yeah, that, the big money sign. Um, yeah, I got to do something. I have a big meter hanging in the middle of my chest. That's what I got to do. <laughs> um, now, you guys got to know, I've, I've, I've actually done sound for rappers before. It is pretty funny because some of them are like the nicest guys when you're talking to them backstage, and they get out on stage and they act like real jerks but well, i assure you tony and i are just jerks the whole time there yeah. is no oh, persona involved
0: <laughs> yeah so don't miss our uh, six o'clock wrap every day and it'll be yeah. on several feeds we'll we'll let you know where but right. likely on our facebook account and i'm yeah. sure you whatever be showing we can
1: ma- whatever we can wrangle i almost said mangle whatever we can mangle <laughs> um, they're both correct will- we're both correct, and we will do that. And basically, it's a wrap up of stuff we saw during the day and interesting things. And if we could do giveaways, like I said, we'll we'll do giveaways during that. What we'll probably have is some QR code. You walk up and just click on it with a phone and enter your basic information. And then we, if that all works, as planned, we'll be able to do a live drawing right in the middle of six o'clock wrap.
0: And we'll also have probably guests, uh, people who are speakers or vendors right. or Frog Bob. I talked to him yesterday. He'll be on.
1: Yeah, we'll get them on there, and then we can ask them about anything. You know, you can actually send in your questions during the day, and then we'll put them put put their feet to the fire and yeah. say, "Bob Frog, Bob, is that really your name? Is your first yeah. name Frog? Really? It, it is. It, it. I I
0: asked him yesterday.
1: He loves it. He called me Frog Bob. <laughs> i'm like (laughs) well he has a frog
0: on his golf cart he has a
1: frog on his golf cart he's he's a great guy um and uh yeah i i love that rally out there that's just so much fun i'm going to be teaching at least three or four classes um on my rv electricity stuff and um and and, oh i'm going to be we're going to also be doing some live hot dog um cooking events and a few other fun things all yeah so just
0: quick wrap um the Frog Rally is August thirteenth through the nineteenth in uh, Elkhart, Indiana. And so, if you're able to be there, we'd no, love it, to no, see it, you.
1: No, 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 it's in Goshen. It's in oh, Goshen at right. the Elkhart Campground.
0: That always confuses me.
1: It confuses the heck out of me too. So, it's in Goshen, Indiana, which is right next to Door to Elkhart, Indiana. But it's the Elkhart 4-H Campground in Goshen, Indiana.
0: And, wow. and we will, one day we will have those Amish crack donuts.
1: Yes. Yeah. They oh, no, it's, 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 some fun, it's some fun stuff out there. But yeah, I'll be teaching stuff. Tony will be teaching some stuff. We'll be um, having, and like I said, we're going to try to do either with Starlink or Cellular or heaven only knows, Carrier Pigeon. We're Perhaps. going to be doing some sort of wrap at the end of the day around six o'clock. Hence, six o'clock wrap.
0: There you go. Well, you had started to talk about hot dogs, and you did a story recently about your vintage Presto hot dog cooker.
1: Yeah, I I bought a hot dogger um, just because I remember doing this when I was a kid, you know, in the Cub Scouts, like back in the 60s. Um, And you could still find you know, new old stock of this stuff. And you put a half a dozen hot dogs in them and 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 it cooks them like in 60 seconds. Now, what I also did was I actually ran this off of a Southwire, what, Elite 1100 solar power station. And it was able to drive and do the hot dogs. I've got videos and pictures of me doing that. And that actually worked really quite great. Now, what I need is somebody that knows how to make chili. Because if I could have a little chili on my hot dogs... Oh Tony are you the chili man? I have
0: never lost a chili cook-off.
1: see we and you know if we do this we could actually be handing out electrocuted hot dogs to the kids <laughs>
0: yeah that <laughs>
1: what, do you, what do you think I
0: think that would be a good idea
1: now I also had another sponsor offer if I would get a wine slushy maker that I could run off of solar. <laughs> They would buy all the cheap wine and slushy stuff that we wanted and and, and again, you know this is a you know it, look if if you're going to have to rough it out in the woods, being able to have a wine slushy I think is a good thing it it truly really is and, and so i you know i'm like I, I I can do some wacky things with this that would be really kind of fun. I may also bring along because i'm i'm just i I'm, I'm thinking about doing a story on Uh, swamp coolers. That is evaporative coolers. It looks like a kind of a tower. Um, And they say they work great outside. So Tony and I could actually have a solar powered evaporative cooler blowing cool air on us while we're drinking wine slushies (laughs) and eating hot dogs. eating electrocuted hot dogs. Hot dogs. And and I don't make any of this up. I'm telling you, we could do this and you could do this. You could do this. So emulate Tony and me (laughs) <laughs> um, maybe. Don't yet. Maybe. Maybe not. But well, maybe. Maybe. Not but, maybe not. but you know what I mean? What I tr- what I try to do is push the limits of every technology that I've got to see what you can and cannot do with that. In fact, I think we're going to run our entire podcast and everything that we're oh, doing little. all off of solar, right? Yeah. Um, it'll be a solar powered, powered podcast. System. Yeah. Yep. It'll be a solar yeah, powered podcast.
0: So that, that should be interesting. And we could electrocute hot dogs. Electrocute so hot thing-
1: dogs while we're doing it. Um, yeah, all, all of the above. That is the plan. And it'll all be connected together. We'll take pictures and video. So you know how to do this.
0: So what is the best way to eat a hot dog? What's the best way to have a hot dog? Are you a mustard guy, a sauerkraut guy?
1: Okay, so when I... Okay, so I, I tell you, I like dirty water dogs in New York City and Manhattan. I, they're just the best. Um, and... They, uh, I like it with mustard and, and sauerkraut, um, and that really, maybe, maybe a little bit of diced onions on it, but ketchup, no ketchup shall ever oh, touch a hot dog no. of mine. Never. I love
0: ketchup and not on hot dogs. It's not on just... hot
1: dogs, but yeah, I, I do like that. Or what I really like is um, you. You after you get your hot dogs done, you you put them in um in a Velveeta cheese thing, you know, sh- uh, a cheese slice, melt oh. it down a little bit more, and then take it and slather it with some salsa. So salsa oh. on a hot dog with cheese is fabulous. It Interesting. Just, is it's just my absolute favorite thing and it doesn't have to be hot sauce you can just get mild sauce so i guess it looks sort of looks like ketchup but it is not ketchup it is definitely not ketchup Ketchup maybe we'll bring some salsa along to try this you know what you guys can vote if we have you know if we got somebody they could actually have like a little toppings buffet and they could just put whatever stuff you want on your hot dogs
0: well that sounds like actual work
1: it does work. We're just going to make it for ourselves. <laughs> heck with you. Yeah. If you don't like what we make, <laughs> heck with you. How's that? Or B-Y-O-T, bring your own toppings. Bring your Yeah, bring your own toppings. But um, you can see that, you know, the, the beauty of this is this is kind of limitless way to do things. Once you understand how things connect together, you understand the basics of wattage and energy and whatnot. And, and this is why I have so much fun with this.
0: Your info is always helpful for RVers, but I'm gonna add one one last thing about hot dogs. Here is here is Tony's favorite way to have a hot dog. So first of all, no bun. You instead have a tortilla. You put the hot dog, a pickle slice, and chili and mustard in the tortilla. And really? oh boy. Oh yeah. It is. I are will. We're we gonna try that? Yeah, we will try that because it is it is just it's great
1: it's a heavenly dog
0: absolutely it is is yeah i'll I'll bring all that stuff and of course good hot dogs too not not cheap hot dogs yeah
1: good excellent excellent so i hope we answered a few connection things today for you
0: and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you and and appreciate your time Thank you very much, Tony. Thank you, Mike. And uh, I will put links in the show notes to the grease or the cleaner that we talked about, to the smart plug article, to uh, the 50 amp connector article, and to where you can find Mike if you have your own electrical questions.
1: Right. And, and let me, let me put in a plug for my own Substack, you know, my rvelectricity.substack.com. I have so much stuff in there, how to use a meter, you know, how to, how to measure stuff, you know, what do these things mean? I think it's really, really important for you to have those basic tools so that you can help with the diagnosis. And especially when you're doing connections, right? It's all about connections, failures. It just is. How would
0: you like to help support this stressless camping podcast and website? for free oh why wouldn't anybody want to do that well you can our discounts and deals page on our website has all kinds of great deals and discounts that we enjoy ourselves but we also have a link to our amazon store and if you buy stuff on amazon which of course we all do if you click on that link first we get a teeny tiny cut of what you buy now that doesn't raise the price of what you pay at all But it does, basically, Amazon just wants to see if we're referring people. And so they give us a teeny tiny cut if you click that link. And so it helps support us and it doesn't cost you any more. And you still get to buy stuff on Amazon. So it's kind of cool. Win-win. Yeah, winner-winner, chicken dinner. And you could even probably buy chicken dinner on Amazon. (laughs) Probably. Using, you know, clicking on our link first will mean we get it. I guess like we get a P if you're having shepherd's pie or something like that. There you go. Isn't that cool? So we get a P's of the pie. Oh boy. Well, what'd you think of the interview with Mike? Uh, it's always fun to talk to Mike. And as Peggy has said in the past, sometimes Mike will call and it's just an hour, hour and a half, two hours of two dudes nerding out. So, uh, I... I hope it wasn't a little too nerdy for you and make sure to keep your connectors clean. I keep seeing issues with that. So as usual, at this point, we have an RV of the week. We're back with our friends from Alliance RV who have a new fifth wheel. I'm seeing a lot of these smaller companies like Alliance introducing new floor plans, while some of the older companies are not. And Alliance has a new smaller fifth wheel, which I Liked quite a bit, but the things I'm seeing from that company are really impressive. The build materials they're thinking as i've said in the past they did a interview with something like three thousand rv owners before they ever came out with their first rv and there's so many little touches on this for example it's this is a fifth wheel it's a smaller fifth wheel and the upper deck is completely flat because of the way they've built it they use the bedside tables for space you should see the size of the oven in this thing i'm you know i i don't know what my fascination is with that but yeah, there it is. <laughs> and and the oven's huge. And they put a little handle at the roof. So when you're climbing the ladder, you have something to get up on the roof with, which I also thought was pretty cool. Just little touches like the shoe garage under the stairs and the epoxy sink is pretty. Pretty cool, their countertops and such. Pretty neat stuff. So they're using like double Asdell. They've got a high performance suspension. The more I'd CRE 3000 suspension. Again, a lot of things just that make sense in this thing. As usual, you can find all the RV reviews at our home on the web at stresslesscamping.com. And I post a or at least one RV a week, sometimes more. I've been getting doing a few more of these so uh, if you're looking for an rv then you can uh, turn there and if i haven't reviewed it hit us up we're very happy to check out things that you know it's like hey i'm looking at one of these what do you think in fact to that end we have a telephone number if you would like to call and leave us a message we have a telephone number that you can do so with and that phone number is 707-739-6661 uh, 707-739-6661 it's just a voicemail but yeah what the heck or of course you can always contact us at happy camper at stresslesscamping.com. Happy Camper at Stresslesscamping.com. Couple of ways to reach out directly or just find us through our home on the web at stresslesscamping.com. Also, of course, every week we have a question of the week. And that was what are your best regional food places? And Uh, One that surprised me, Kathy mentioned Granzella's, which is, it's an institution. Uh, It's on the 5 Freeway in Northern California, right where it intersects with the 20. And Granzella's is not only a good eating place, but they pickle all kinds of stuff. So you go in there, they have olives, all these different kinds of olives and pickles and, and all of that. Every time I passed by, I had to... Pick up a jar or two or more. John mentioned the Roadkill Cafe in Seligman, and that's always a favorite. In fact, uh, the picture I used to tell that story was from the Roadkill Cafe, and we've had the same server several times when we're there. And uh, she participated in a silly photo. So uh, if you haven't seen that yet, it's on our fun and friendly Stresses Camping podcast Facebook group. Wow. Amber mentioned the Log Cabin Diner in Klamath, California, in Redwoods National Park, and posted a few pictures, and, and Tom Taylor said in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, he went to a place called Boys, kind of, but, you know, like, what the what's out in the water? B-U-O-Y-S. Kind of a hole-in-the-wall place, excellent seafood. Uh, they also went to a small restaurant called Sea Cow in Hilton Head, and had one of the best po Boys he's ever had, and uh, David wrote, Cafe 247 in Lucerne Valley, California. We've been there. And uh, Julie shared the depot at Cody Creek. And and I had to chime in. My favorite fried chicken is from Gus's in New Orleans. The Wild Boar Tavern in Pigeon Forge has, it's a German restaurant, but get the appetizers. I I posted a picture. It's it's something. And of course, the Broiler Steakhouse in Redwood Valley, California. Seems like there's a trend here. A lot of places in California. Our question this week since Mike and I talked about hot dog cooking, then last week we talked about burgers. What's your secret hack for hamburgers or hot dogs? Then you can answer that question at our fun and friendly Stresses Camping Podcast Facebook group. Another way you can keep in touch with us is with our once a week newsletter, which is absolutely free. Comes right to your email box, and we have links to the stories, videos, and podcasts that will help you get the most out of your RV experience. Now, here's the thing last month we were giving away way a prize a air gear water hose to someone who signed up last month and uh we have a winner they will get an email from us it's also going to be in our email this month we've got something even bigger so if you have not signed up for our once a week email we'll announce that shortly but know that it's a pretty doggone good prize so all you have to do is visit any page on our website and you can sign up for our weekly email and of course you know we never share your info with anybody. That That's just not Stressless Camping. You'll also find the show notes for this episode on our website, episode 210 on the podcast page at StresslessCamping.com and that's all the links and things that Mike and I talked about. That's also where you'll find a heavily revised discounts and deals section. I just uh, spent a bunch of time redoing that, adding and just making it better. So uh, Discounts and deals on StresslessCamping.com and of course we're also in all the Social places, but you can start at stressescamping.com, uh, upper right hand corner. If you're looking at it on a confuser, you can click off to all of the different places where we like to be social. You can subscribe to the Stresses Camping podcast, it's free to subscribe to on any podcast catcher, or we just post them on our home on the web with all that other stuff. And as Peggy always says, you know, a review will help. Uh, those podcast catchers tell more people about the stresses camping podcast we want more people at our campfire of course if you've already left a review first of all thank you very much don't forget you can share articles you find on stresses camping that really helps get the word out also so we appreciate your being part of our little virtual family here so thank you again for being here this week and and sitting through a, a week without peggy she will be back later today that we're not going to make a record. Regular practice out of your having to just listen to me but i do appreciate that you did have a great week everybody hope you had a wonderful independence day celebration how how awesome was that right a four-day weekend thank you so much and most of all happy camping we hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stress less camping adventure we're honored by your reviews on apple podcasts which helps others find us too Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!
1: Tony and I are just jerks the whole time. There is no persona involved. (laughs)